So there's our theme, folks, for this morning. Send me. Send us. The Lord is not done with us. The elders have a strong sense that this is the call of God on our church, is world missions. And we are called primarily to the distant fields of harvest. And because of that, we need to continue to pray and ask God to be faithful, to send us people with hearts for missions, to call some of us who are maybe here in this room and also to continue to send missionaries. You watch that video, and you see many of our missionaries, past, present, and future, and you can't help but get a sense of the rich heritage we have in TCF missions. The song that accompanied the pictures that we saw is from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Now, God commissioned in that passage of Scripture the prophet Isaiah Uh, But right before that, we see this idea of the willingness to serve in Isaiah 6, 8. Here am I, send me. And so the prophet Isaiah was being called to a very specific role. We are called to a very specific role. What does the Bible tell us? It tells us to go. You know, one of the things I thought of when I thought of this, here, here am I, send me, you know, with gusto. I think of Bible Bowl when I think of that. I think of, I, I say to the kids, who wants to come up on stage, right, Coach Al? 
Who wants to come up on stage and do this? And everybody goes, ooh, ooh, me, me, me. Pick me, pick me, right? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had the same sense as a body that this is who we are and this is what we want to do? Ooh, send me, send us. Now, clearly all of us are not going to go on the mission field, but we are all participants. We are all participants in prayer and in giving and support and encouragement. And then clearly some of us are meant to go. And so as we were thinking about this, uh, we began to rehearse the history of TCF missions. And we began to think about, again, what a rich heritage that we have here at TCF. We see all these flags. Every one of these flags represents a country where a TCF missionary has been or is now. And let me tell you, I've got about another dozen flags in that room over there. We, we don't even have room to hang all of them. And think about this. Our prayer in the 1970s as a church was, Lord, give us one missionary that we can call our own. And so we began to pray to that end. And we had missionaries that we related to, okay? But then we began to see God answer that prayer. It's an amazing answer when you think about it. We've had full-time missionaries in 45 nations in the last 48... TCF will be 48 years old next month. We've had missionaries in 45 nations. In some of those nations, we've had multiple missionaries. In fact, in China, we've had eight different families or singles in China. And that doesn't even count Hal and Nancy Hullinger, who were there for a few years before they came to TCF. So we've had multiple missionaries in China, and in Egypt, in Zaire, in Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, and Ivory Coast. So we've had multiple missionaries in some of those countries through the years. And then that's not even counting Cindy Perry. Of course, in her new role, you know, she started out in Nepal and was there for many years. She moved to India as her role expanded and changed, actually. And so she's in India, but right on the corner of Nepal. That's where she lives and is still headquartered today. But now Cindy's work is throughout South Asia. There's multiple countries that Cindy's in and out of on a fairly regular basis. So think of that, folks. We prayed, God, give us one missionary that we can call our own. And look at how he's answered that prayer. It's really remarkable. And like I prayed in the uh, prayer time earlier, this is not something any of us can take credit for. God has done this. God has brought the people. God has brought the resources. And God has done this. So we just want to stand in awe this morning and celebrate really what God has done through this church. Of course, we can't forget our current missionaries. We want to always highlight our current missionaries. There's a reason that we have a missions moment pretty much every week. Every missionary of ours is featured about four times during the year. And most Sundays we have a single flag hanging in the center space to highlight the country that that missionary is in. And so all of our missionaries that are currently on the field, we want to pray for them regularly. We want to highlight their work. We want you to see their faces because that's the other unique thing about TCF missions. And uh, a lot of churches do missions and they do it well. But TCF missions, every one of these people are people who sat where we're seated here this morning. Every one of them was called from among us. And so as we move through, we'll see some of these people. First of all, 
We have Dan and Mary Lou Covington. They're now in Honduras. They've been there for 40 years, folks. They've been there for 40 years. That's an amazing thing. And through the years, Dan and Mary Lou's work has changed uh, significantly. They've, they've gone basically to assist the local church. And that's meant different things. But now, what Dan and Mary Lou are primarily doing is they're mobilizing Latin missionaries to send from there to other parts of the world. So it's just a, a work that really resonates with the heartbeat of this church. And now they're doing it in Honduras. You know, mobilization, that's a really great word. You know, that song that uh, Millard played a few minutes ago, that's what it made me think of, mobilize, you know. I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a fight song, right? It's an army song. It's a war song. Mobilize, get everybody going, get them all charged up, get them ready to go. Dan and Mary Lou are doing that now. They're teaching about missions. And as Dan has told us here, that uh, Honduras is now a reached nation. The gospel has penetrated Honduras. Certainly there's more room for the gospel. There's always more room for the gospel, just like there is here in America. But they're not a sent nation. That's how he distinguishes this. So now he and Mary Lou are playing a significant part in helping Honduras become a sent nation. We have Brian and Elizabeth Degnan and family. They've been in Tajikistan now. Uh, they're in Tajikistan now, and they were in Kyrgyzstan first. They've been on the field for 11 years. Now, when we sent Brian, we sent just Brian. And then on the field, he met Elizabeth. And uh, they met, they spent time together, they got engaged, they got married, and now they're serving together, and they have three children serving. Now, Brian, of course, is a medical doctor, and he runs a clinic in Tajikistan, wonderful work there. What a great place to meet people. And you talk about meeting people at their point of need. As a medical doctor, he has a great opportunity to do that. Wonderful family. We're just delighted that we have the privilege of partnering with them. We also have Randy and Deanna Harrison. They're in the Ivory Coast now, but in the past they've been in the Congo. They were in France for 11 years. They were briefly in Burkina Faso, and they've been on the field also for 40 years years. An amazing accomplishment. Of course, Randy now is a professor at uh, a seminary in the Ivory Coast. Deanna is also a professor. Through the years, they both earned their doctorate, and they uh, are serving in that way. Now they are equipping pastors and evangelists with sound theology so that they can serve in mostly those West African nations that speak French. And so what a wonderful resource they are, and again, what a great privilege to serve with them. We also have John and Barb Hines. They're with Wycliffe. That means they're Bible translators and they're linguists. And they spent many, many years, most of their mission career in Mozambique. They're actually in the U.S. now, but they make trips, John mostly, but Barb sometimes, uh, most recently to Nigeria. John just got back from Mozambique. They spent some time in England. They've been on the field for 33 years, been involved in numerous uh, Bible translation works with various people groups, some of which we, none of us would have ever heard of the names of these people groups unless John and Barb were sending us prayer requests. But they're people who need the Word of God, and so John and Barb have been doing that. And of course, we have Andrew McIndarfer. He's with YWAM. He was with YWAM and Tyler for several years and uh, was involved in uh, uh, discipleship training schools and uh, summers of service and uh, short-term missions trips and helping coordinate all those things as well as doing anything they asked him to do on that base. 
and, uh, and he took several short-term missions trips and then uh, kind of landed in Mauritania just a couple of years ago. And uh, we, saw, we had Andrew here just recently, and most of you hopefully heard some of his stories from there. Uh, Andrew lives in sand, basically, sand and everything, and that's where they live in Mauritania in uh, northwest Africa. And uh, uh, what a great calling to a uh, almost exclusively Muslim nation, very unreached place and uh, a very needy place. So we are just thrilled to have Andrew serve in Mauritania, and we're thrilled that he is one of us on the field. We also have John and Yuri Niles. John's been on the field for 30 years. And when John went to Japan, he too went as a single guy. And uh, he was there for several years till he met Yuri. And through the years, I think it's interesting, uh, after they got married especially, if you talk to John and you read some of his communications, I think it's very interesting that he sounds more Japanese than he does American now. He's lived there so long, his, 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 his mannerisms, his speech... Uh, just kind of the way he behaves almost. He's almost more Japanese. And so he has fully invested in Japan. And this is a hard work in Japan. You know, we don't think of Japan as a traditional missions field, but it is a very spiritually hard place, very closed to the gospel. They're not hostile. Uh, This is one of the countries, you know, next week we're going to celebrate the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted, not celebrate, we're going to mark the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And, uh, but John is in Japan. Japan's one of those nations where Christians aren't persecuted. Uh, the Japanese are very polite. They're just not interested. And so this is a hard, hard soil place. But John is suited for this because he's a plotter. He hangs in there. He Day after day, he gets up and does what he needs to do. So John and Yuri are missionaries to Japan. Of course, Cindy Perry started out in Israel and then many, many years in Nepal, and then now living in India, but now, as I mentioned a moment ago, throughout South Asia. Cindy's been a missionary for 40 years. I mean, consider what we're seeing here, these missionaries, long-term career missionaries for 40 years. Uh, Cindy was involved with uh, International Nepal Fellowship for many, many years, and then as her uh, influence and understanding of the region expanded, so did all of the work that she's doing. And eventually she went to work for Development Associates International, which is kind of a second-level missions organization. DAI doesn't send missionaries per se. What they do is they train local workers, pastors, evangelists, uh, people with nursing homes and orphanages in leadership, servant leadership principles. And that's what I love about Cindy's work is because That really resonates with who we are as a church. That's something I learned here is servant leadership. It's the kind of leadership that we aspire to always here at TCF. So she's teaching Christians servant leadership so that they can be fruitful and effective in the ministries where they are. And she's coordinating all of that. She is South Asia Regional Director for Development Associates International, and that encompasses I don't know how many countries throughout South Asia. We could look on the map over there and probably name some of them. Another of our current missionaries is Rachel Shupak, Rachel Shupak Rubaritz, okay? Rachel and Boyan, and they're in Serbia. Rachel first started in Ukraine nine years ago. Now, she went to Ukraine because she is skilled in speaking Russian, because she's, and we'll mention this a little bit 
she's a second-generation missionary. Her parents were missionaries. And so, uh, she, so she spoke Russian, got her degree from Princeton, and then went off to serve in the mission field for Russian ministries. And she still works for mu- Russian ministries kind of on the side, coordinating some things for them. But then at a conference, she met Boyan, who was already involved in ministry in Serbia. And then they were married, and they, uh, Rachel moved to uh, Belgrade with Boyan, and now they've got two kids, and they continue to serve with uh, the uh, Serbian version of InterVarsity Fellowship, where they minister to students. And what a great ministry that is. What a needed ministry that is. College age, young adult students, um, you know, they're the future of that country. And imagine if the gospel can penetrate that population. So we have Rachel and Boyan. We also have Gordon Sue Wright. Now, Gordon has been here at TCF for many, many years, but in the early 90s, Gordon began traveling overseas on a regular basis, and that opened up a, a, a panoply of international missions opportunities. So uh, we, we usually, when we think of Gordon, we think of Russia, Ukraine, because we know he goes twice a year to visit them. But uh, Gordon has been to many other countries. Uh, we had a picture, I don't know if you saw in the video, that was out in Afghanistan. Yeah, Gordon wearing this, you know, with these, this big robe and the hat and everything. He just really fit in, I thought, there in Afghanistan. So, um, so Gordon's been in Africa. He's been in Central Asia. The other thing that Gordon has been able to do, because he's taking these trips anyway, is in a, in a handful of occasions, he's been able to visit our own missionaries as well, Uh, representing TCF, representing the elders. So Gordon and Sue Wright. And then uh, last but certainly not least, we have Sarah. Of course, Sarah's been home for several months now. She's on medical leave. And Sarah, let me tell you, folks, the elders met with her this week. She is doing everything she can to move toward going back to Spain. That is her heartbeat. And unless God puts a roadblock in the way, Sarah's going back to Spain. And that's our prayer, and that's what we're sticking with, okay? That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. All right. So Sarah was in Honduras for a couple of years. She actually taught school down there in the same city where the Covingtons are and uh, really honed her Spanish very well. And now she's very fluent in Spanish. She came home for several years, did several different things, including nannying and several other things. But her heart was still on the mission field. So what Sarah, uh, she came across this opportunity in Spain. And she went uh, a couple years ago now to Spain and has been there for the most part in Spain. This great work in Barcelona called Puente where they reach Muslim women and children. And it's just a tremendous work. And again, a very much needed work. And you don't think of Barcelona. Again, we don't think of Europe. We don't think of Japan as traditional missions fields. But let me tell you, it's a very post-Christian culture. The influence and influx of of, uh, Muslims coming into those countries makes missions, that makes it ripe for missions. So Sarah's right in the middle of that. So I want to I ask you to be praying that Sarah will find all those roadblocks removed, will get everything she needs to get done to return to Spain very soon. So that's our current group of missionaries. The other thing that I wanted to highlight this morning is that we have second-generation missionaries. Think about this. These are people who grew up here, okay, and then went to serve on their own. We think of, uh, many of you remember Mary Beth Troutman. And uh, Mary Beth served with YWAM for three years in Afghanistan. Very, very difficult place. This was soon after uh, 2001 
when there was all kinds of military action, all kinds of terrorist activity, and Mary Beth lived and worked there for three years. And, of course, she is the daughter of Dave and Mary, uh, Dave and Beth Troutman, okay? So Heather served for quite some time with Operation Mobilization Heart Sounds. Of course, Heather is Gordon and Sue's daughter. Sarah, we mentioned a moment ago, has served in Honduras and in Spain. Rachel uh, Shupak Ruvaritz was in Ukraine and Serbia, and of course, second-generation missionary. And Andrew grew up here. I have a picture of me in my Coach Bill outfit with Andrew, who's about this high. Now he's about this high. And he's in Bible Bowl with me, you know. And so I think it's wonderful that we have kids here, and I'm looking at some of our kids, you know, some of our young people, and I'm thinking, which one, which one is God going to call to the mission field? Because you live here, you hear missions every week, we live and breathe missions, and my heart, my prayer is that some of you would be on this list next time we do something like this. And then, of course, next on the field, I think most of us know this, is Nathan and Taylor Shepard. Now, Nathan grew up here. I had Nathan in Bible Bowl, too, and we've just had the joy of getting to know Taylor since they were married. But uh, Nathan caught it, folks. He caught the mission's vision. He, he took very seriously that go into all the world thing that we hear in Scripture, right? And so they are actively working now they're, they're determining the mission's agency that they're going to connect with and uh, the country that they're going to go to. They know they want to go to a Muslim country, but they haven't decided that for sure. So over the next year, we're going to hear more about Nathan and Taylor because they're going to be headed for the field. And I would say that within 12 to 18 months at the outset, God willing, uh, we will have the joy of having them on this stage and praying to send them to some distant field as TCF missionaries, and what a privilege, again, that will be. So isn't this a rich history? You think of this. Think of all the places TCF missionaries have served in. TCF missionaries have been in Afghanistan, Argentina, Burkina Faso, Cambodia, Chad, China, Congo, Costa Rica, Cyprus, England. Now, who knows who those people are in the pictures? The top left is the Hanna family. They were in Egypt, okay? Remember Miled and Susan and Luke and Mark? They were in Egypt, and they were our TCF missionaries. He was a medical doctor. Another medical doctor on the lower right, that's, that's uh, Brad Erig, And he's another one of our missionaries who went as a single man and then met someone on the field and was married, and they adopted those two little cute Mongolian children because Brad was in Mongolia. Missionaries from TCF have served in Egypt and in France and in Honduras and in Hong Kong before it was part of China. That's why I listed it as a separate country. In the Horn of Africa, of course, we're talking there about the, the um, foxes who just came back. In India, Indonesia, Israel, and Ivory Coast. On the top left there is Mike Bowling. Mike was in Chad. He was a medical doctor who decided that wasn't enough thrill for him, and he decided to become a linguist and a Bible translator. And so Mike, just a brilliant guy, um, he eventually was married as well, but after he was not connected with us anymore. Top right, you see the Rudd family, Kenny and Wendy Rudd. Kenny was a medical doctor and went through the In His Image residency, as some of our missionaries did, and then they went to China. So you see them there, I think, with two or three kids. They have five now. Uh, on the bottom right, you see uh, 
Terry and Carol Madison. Terry Madison uh, was the uh, president of World Compassion. I'm not, well, Compassion International. Sorry, Joel. Uh, Compassion International. And then he was president of, uh, no, I, I take it back. He was president of World Vision. And then he was later president of Open Doors USA. And as president of Open Doors USA, and then later, even after he retired, they were doing member care for Open Doors USA and traveling mostly to Southeast Asia. And so, uh, and then on the bottom left there, we have Peter and Elaine Given. They're retired missionaries now uh, living in their native land in New Zealand. They've been in Africa and in New Zealand, and in their last years they were in New Zealand serving at the uh, WEC training school uh, for missionaries, training future missionaries. So, again, a rich history. We've had missionaries in Japan and in Kazakhstan and in Kenya, Kyrgyzstan, Lebanon, Macau, before it was part of China, Malaysia, Mauritania, Mongolia, and Mozambique. You see on the top left, there's our own Shupak family with the kids a little bit younger. And, uh, of course, the Shupak served for many years on the field. And the top right, that's Mary Beth Troutman, Dave and Beth's daughter who served in Afghanistan. And the bottom right, that's Sarah with one of her Honduras classes when she was there. And in the bottom left, we see the Fox family. Uh, that's what they look like when we sent them. They don't look like that anymore, if you remember when they were here in August to visit us. We've had missionaries in Nepal and in the Netherlands and in New Zealand and Nigeria, Pakistan, Philippines, Portugal, Russia, Serbia, South Africa, Spain, Tajikistan, Thailand, Togo, Ukraine, and Zaire. You see on the top left there we have the Seletskis. They were in the Netherlands and they were in England before they came home. And now Dwight is a pastor in Cleveland. Uh, again, we see uh, another one of our medical doctor family, the Larrabees. They were in China for several years. And on the bottom right, I love that picture. I know, I know it's kind of hard for you to pick out faces, but that is the body praying to send Sarah when she left for Honduras in 2004. Um, so again, we have that wonderful joy, that wonderful privilege. And we can't highlight TCF missions without remembering how many short-term missions we've done through the years. We've sent multiple teams to Honduras and Mexico. We've had teams go to Kenya and Cambodia and Haiti. And that doesn't even count. If I were to ask, and I'm not going to do it, all of you you have know, been on a short-term mission, uh, a very large segment of this fellowship have been um, on short-term missions. And that's part of what we do. Now I want to take just a moment here to celebrate the people that we have among us who are our retired full-time missionaries. In other words, they served many, many years or a few years on the field, and now they're here with us serving here, okay? First, I want to uh, highlight Warren and Shirley Norcom. Warren and Shirley Norcom were in Argentina for how long? 23 years. And Warren was actually an elder here at TCF, and he heard at a missions conference at TCF like I'm hoping some of you will hear this morning or maybe at a missions conference or sometime, God said go, and they began that process. And so Warren and Shirley went, and uh, they were in Argentina for many, many years. And Warren's bad back today is probably because some of those bus rides you took, right, Warren? Uh, 
uh, in, the, in the really bad roads in the wilds of Argentina, getting from place to place to share the gospel, to preach, to minister the gospel. So Warren and Shirley, that picture, don't you love that picture with their little kids there? Huh? And then, of course, we have Millard and Shirley Parrish still here. They, their heart is in Kenya. Even today, their heart is in Kenya. And uh, that picture on the right there is about what they look like I don't know if those are the bags you actually took to Kenya, but it sure looks like it. It looks like they're getting ready to leave for, for Kenya. And, uh, and they served there for many, many years. Uh, you'll hear Warren and, uh, I'm sorry, you'll hear Millard and Shirley often talk about their children. And when they're talking about their children, they're talking about the people that they were instrumental in bringing to Christ and that now are serving and walking with the Lord. And uh, so when they talk about their children or they talk about their children, these are the many hundreds, maybe thousands, who knows, God knows, that were impacted by the ministry of Millard and Shirley when they were in Kenya. What a wonderful history, what a wonderful blessing that is to consider them. Then, of course, we have Dory and Karen. (laughs) And that's... That's probably about when you guys left. We're, we're, you just had the first two, right, when you left? Okay, that, I thought that picture was probably in that time frame. They've been in Pakistan, in Kyrgyzstan, in Kazakhstan, and their last post was in Russia. And then they came home, and now they've been here among us for quite some time. And, uh, you know, Dory was actually in Kazakhstan. I remember, Dory, you were, you were kind of an area director. You were responsible uh, several missionaries that worked with you, and you were in, in an oversight role in Kazakhstan and Almaty there, and um, and then in Russia, in uh, Kabardino Balkaria, city called Nalchik. That was their last post before they came home. And then, of course, these are people we don't often think of because they've been off the field for some time. But we wanted to remind you that they did indeed serve. Jim and Karen Price. I'll have them come up here in a moment. Uh, they they were in China, I think for what three years, okay, and uh, and then came back and then moved to Richmond, Indiana, and then now, thankfully for us, they're back in our midst and living and working here. And then another couple we don't think of very often in this term is Dave and Beth Troutman. Dave and Beth and their two kids at the, uh, were, when they were younger, they went to China and spent three years in China teaching English, and. Uh, and so a rich history uh, that they have as well with, with China. I would, like, um, I would like all of those five that I mentioned to come on up on stage, the Norcoms and the Parishes and the Shoepacks and the Prices and the Troutmans, and I don't see what ha- where's Where did the Troutmans go? Is, okay, they're upstairs, Okay. Please come on up on stage. I just want to just kind of kind of stand back here behind me, if you would, briefly. And the first thing I want to do is note, remember how blessed we are to have all of you here in our midst. We are just grateful that God has brought you back to us in this season of your lives. We're grateful that we had the privilege of partnering with you 
when you were on the field and praying for you. And we're thankful that you're back here serving now. And we're, we're, we're very thankful for that. And the second thing we want to do is we just want to honor them with our applause right now. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So one of the reasons we wanted to do this service was to honor and thank you and thank you for what you've done. Uh, We recognize the sacrifice that it is to do what you did for as long as each of you did that. And we're grateful for that. And we know that God is pleased with you. The other thing that we wanted to do is have you, and we're going to ask specifically uh, Warren and Millard to come and pray a prayer as we prepare to close here. Because we do believe, as I said at the outset, that God's not done with us. That missions is our heartbeat. Missions is the heartbeat of this church. We say missions is why we exist. Now, clearly, missions includes not just the overseas, but local. That's why we do things like Good News Club. That's why we have the emphasis on evangelism that we have right now in this church. So we don't want to neglect what we have here. But God still is calling us. He's calling us to the distant fields of harvest. And so we're going to ask, we thought there would be real power in having our senior statesmen, sorry, Warren and Millard, but you are that. (laughs) There are senior missionary statesmen. We thought it would be real power in having them come and pray a prayer for our TCF missions program now, but also especially for the future of TCF missions. So Warren, would you come first? And then Millard, you can come. And then I'll close us. Let's pray together. Lord, what a feast this has been. I thank you for Bill, who's led us through such a long history of what's happened here at TCF. We look around at the people here, Lord, and everyone is involved in your work. There's so many people sitting here that have prayed and have been a part and have uh, sacrificed themselves. Uh, You've talked about calling, Lord. To be called uh, is a heavy thing. And you called us a long time ago. It's a life-changing thing, Lord. Uh, It means that uh, when you're called, when you call someone, that they have to respond. And they respond out of obedience. And then you ask them to obey uh, a walk that isn't all that easy. It takes them into places that are difficult and places where they don't feel feel uh, that they're prepared, uh, places that uh, you know that they're going to do uh, tremendous things for you, but they don't feel that they can do it, and they have to depend on your Holy Spirit. Lord, as best as we can in this fellowship, we've been obedient throughout the years, and we followed the guidance of your Holy Spirit through all those years as we've seen today. Literally thousands of people, Lord, are in your kingdom because of many, many people that have been touched by those that you have called from this body. We want to continue to move, Lord, in the center 
of your Holy Spirit. We want to move in the center of what you're doing. So give this body direction. Give the leaders direction, Lord. Give the missions committee direction in what you're doing and calling us to do in the future. And we pray that you move in our body now, Lord, in these days to touch the hearts of those that you're going to be sending uh, in to the mission field. Lord, we especially lift up Nathan and Taylor Shepherd uh, to you. This morning, uh, you have put a calling on their lives, Lord, and we know, especially those that have been there, that this calling isn't easy. They need your revelation. Lord, they need your guidance. They need to see you working in them. They need... They need practical things to happen, Lord. They need visas. They need to uh, have opening doors for them, and sometimes those doors don't open so easily. Thank you, Lord, that you're moving in them to accomplish those things, and we're with them, and we know that you are going to make them powerful in their calling uh, right now and in the future as you send them out. So we thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we do not take it lightly, the great heritage with which you have blessed this body of believers. It was before the foundation of the world that you even spoke to your son and said, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. In Christ, we have also asked that. And in Christ, you have given us the ends of the world as our possession. We can't even begin to conceive what this means to you from an eternal, a spiritual perspective. But do we do know that revealing yourself to the world is uppermost on your heart. And Father, even though the word sacrifice has been mentioned, I don't know anyone who would consider going to the mission field to sacrifice. Because that's where our greatest fulfillment is. In you doing the thing that is on your heart. I don't know anybody in this congregation who would consider it a sacrifice to pray for missions and to give for missions. Because we are in you, and that is in your heart. Oh God, we are fulfilled the most when we are working with you, and that is a privilege which you have given to us, which we can't conceive. Because each one of us knows how evil we are in our hearts or have been. And you've reached out to us, and you've picked us up, and you've raised us to join you in this marvelous, overwhelming task that we can't even conceive of. And this congregation has blessed the world Because of you. Lord, we want to give you all the glory. 
Lord, if we wanted to, we could just sit down now and say, we've done our job. But Lord, this is only the beginning. What you have done with these 45 nations, we ask you to do it again, Lord, from this body. We ask you to increase it, Lord, until Jesus comes again. Oh, Father, let us always be one with you in the work that is uppermost on your heart. No matter where it is, whether it's downtown on a city park feeding the homeless, or over in one of the stands, countries we've never heard of until a few years ago. Lord, you said for those who would diligently seek you and obey you, that you would make an everlasting covenant with us. That we would call nations that we know not, and nations that don't know us would run to us because you have beautified us and glorified us and endowed us with your splendor. And you have done it, Lord. The beauty of your Holy Spirit. You poured out your Spirit on us. Do it again, Lord. Raise us up to go with you to the ends of the earth. We thank you, Lord. You said our sons and daughters would possess the nations, would people the desolate cities. Do it again, Lord. Keep doing it until Jesus comes again, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, all of you. Thank you, uh, Warren and Miller, for your prayers. Let's stand together. We're going to dismiss here in a moment after our prayer. You can go right back to the fellowship hall and go right through the line because I'm going to pray for the meal so it will be blessed food. You can eat it safely and not be afraid of any kind of uh, lightning strike or anything like that. So, um, Here we are. Send us. Here we are. Send us. Let that be our heartbeat here at this church and whatever it means for each of us as individuals. Dear Heavenly Father, we're grateful for this time again this morning when we can recall your goodness to us, when we can recall the work that you have done through us. And we're uh, thankful and privileged that you choose to use us in this way. And our prayer continues to be, Lord, here we are. Send us. Send those of us that you would desire to send. Father, take from us the best Lord, and the brightest and the most dedicated, Lord, and send them to the distant fields of harvest, Lord, so that they can be spent for your glory and for your honor, so that your gospel can be spread and shared and penetrate those cultures, Lord. So we thank you again for this time. We thank you for the meal we're about to enjoy, the time of fellowship we're about to enjoy. We ask your blessing on that time. In Jesus' name, amen. We're dismissed.